Welcome to the Do Hard Things podcast with your host, Jay Teagues. Are you ready to amplify and improve your life? Then you're in the right place. On this podcast, we have unfiltered conversations with inspiring people who take on challenges and are here to share with us their wisdom from their journey. We talk about how doing hard things enable all of us to adequately deal with life struggles and challenges and to ultimately improve the quality of our lives. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Do Hard Things Nation Weekly Wake Up. And uh, I have in studio Angie Betran. Angie, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. I'm, I've got my coffee. I got a solid seven-ish hours last night. I'm good. That's, I went to bed early as well. I think I'm probably on seven plus, even though I got up at like four this morning. I was in bed early. Last night was like seven o'clock. We're eating dinner. And it was like felt like it was like midnight because it's getting so dark so early. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that helps. That helps. That helps go to bed early. Well, I'm glad that I'm excited that you're here. Um, For those that usually watch us or listen to us on Mondays, it's been Tom, but uh, Tom and I had been talking and and Tom has another uh, commitment come up and uh, he's he's working on some other projects. So uh, Tom will be back to collaborate and do some stuff. But in the meantime, Angie, Angie's here and Angie's going to be taking the mic uh, for the next unforeseen future. So excited to have Angie here. And uh, Obviously, we're coming at you at an earlier time of day. This is about two hours earlier than we typically record. So I think, Angie, are you are you a morning person? I Yes, I am. I'm Well, I'm a morning person. I'm a night person. I, I like to get up early and, and just, yes, yes. Morning. I like the idea of getting up early, but the actual like doing of the uh, getting up early really is, uh, I'm trying, because well, I read it in the Miracle Morning that not being a morning person is a limiting belief. So I'm trying not to say I'm not a morning person, but I am naturally, I naturally gravitate toward the nighttime and I thrive at night more than I do in the morning. Well, I like to, so I like to exercise after work. Um, so it's like on Saturdays when we get up for group run, that's great. Like I love getting up, seeing everybody going out and not going to run out, but I actually prefer exercising in the evening versus in the morning. So if I can just kind of switch that up, then I think I'll, I'll have it figured out. If I exercise at night, it's hard for me to go to sleep. Yeah, see, not for me. I just feel so good when I exercise at night. Uh, now, I do like going for a walk in the evening. Like when I go for a walk, like just around the block, like because it's so dark out, I feel really super relaxed. It feels really good and I'll, I'll fall asleep. But if I like go for a run, like I'm wired. So do you do you take any supplements like pre-workout or anything? Uh, in the, in the mornings I do. No, I mean, if you exercise at night. No, I don't do any of that. I try to cut my caffeine off at five because I know that caffeine will stay in your system for at least like five hours usually. Oh yeah. I try to cut mine off at noon. (laughs) Yeah. Even five might be too late. You're right. It's stuff. It's stuff takes a while to burn off. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, but yeah, working on the sleep routine. But if I, if I work out, ah, I'm I'm done. Mm -hmm. Yep. So Angie, Sorry, my nose is itching this morning. <laughs> what? Uh, so if you're watching this, I keep rubbing my nose. It's like I can't, I can't stop scratching my nose. We're, we don't do any editing here, so you get the full, you get full everything around here. So Angie, tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, what you do. Okay, so I am from Panama City, Florida. Well, I was born in Birmingham, Alabama, raised in Panama City, Florida. I'm 46. I have a 26 year old son. Happily married for 20, 
something years, been together for 20 something years anyway. Um, I found my way here to Waynesville, Missouri through the military. My husband's retired army. He's retired MP. And uh, we've been here since 2009. Didn't think we'd be here this long. Um, I love people. I want to make a difference in people's life. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have like a, who am I? Like, this is me. This is what I do. I enjoy working out. I enjoy um, the health and fitness community. I enjoy meeting people. Um, one of my most favorite things about being a military spouse was moving every two to three years, getting to know new people, new environment, new job, new everything. Like I like exploring. I love traveling. Um, I love running. I love roller derby. Uh, I love a lot of things. And um, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's me. Roller derby is like a full contact sport. So that just kind of speaks to like, you're a very nice, kind person. But I can also see you like smashing someone against the wall, right? <laughs> if you need to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I Roller derby is amazing. Uh, and I'll tell you the thing that I love about roller derby the most is that. So let me let me just backtrack a little bit. So growing up, I didn't realize, thank you to society and the media, that athletes come in all shapes and sizes. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was born in uh, 76, but growing up 70s, 80s, I don't know if you remember like um, uh, what, what do they call it? Jazzercise, you know, and, oh, yeah. and all the all the sports people, all the people that that worked out, you know, and that was uh, featured in magazines. They were just very stick thin, very looked one way, the men, the women um, and. And until I was in my, I'm kind of embarrassed to say it, until I was in my late 30s, yeah, late 30s, I didn't realize that athletes came in all shapes and sizes. And so roller derby really opened my eyes to that. Um, I was just like, oh my gosh, like it doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter what size you are. They are out there kicking butt. You know, you've got people that are four foot nine, 76 pounds, and you got people that are, you know, six foot tall. 300 pounds and they're out there doing it the same. And so I think that's what I like about roller derby. Yeah. It's, it's a very, it's a very unique, uh, unique sport. Um, I didn't really know much about it until I moved here locally. I think I, I think I saw some TV shows on it, but I didn't know much about it. And then there was a team here locally. Uh, I'm assuming. Well, they're they're all, yeah. They've been, they've been pretty active in the community doing stuff. And then I had, I uh, just knew some people that were involved in it. I'm like, man, that's super interesting. Super unique. Uh, formerly Wildwood Rollers. Now it's the Roller Rockets. So yeah. Rebranded. So on, on the topic of like your own, um, transformation, like you had a pretty profound uh, uh, health and wellness transformation, didn't you? Oh, yeah. So I have gained and lost over 100 pounds twice in my lifetime so far. 100 pounds? Yeah. That is mm -hmm. like a whole person, a whole person gained yeah. and lost, got rid of. Um, yes, twice, twice. Uh, the first time, well, so I can tell you, um, I remember in third grade, this is so crazy. I'll never forget. So the summer of third grade, um, I don't know, maybe I didn't play outside as much, you know, who knows, but I gained probably 10 pounds. Now, why should someone that young know this? But what happened was over that summer, we went back to school. Now I'm just a little bit chunkier than everybody else. And then I started getting bullied. What? Mm. 
Yeah, crazy, right? Um, but I remember that's when it started because I would go home and talk to my grandmother about it. My grandparents raised me um, and my aunt was there. She, you know, she raised me off as well. And, you know, and then at that is when I remember trying, you know, they didn't really, they weren't educated in how to lose weight and um, nutrition and, and all of the the healthy ways to do it. It was just like, okay, well, we got to cut back this, we got to cut back that. And that at that young age is when I started um, dieting, you know, and, and trying to lose weight and trying to watch what I ate and just being super self-conscious of how I looked on the outside. And that just followed me throughout, you know, um, throughout up until my early twenties. Uh, I had my son when I was 21, 21 ish, maybe something, I don't know. Um, and then I remember I was at, I was off and I was watching Oprah watching Oprah Winfrey. And it's back when she lost all that weight and she came out on stage and she had these like five pounds, 10 pounds, jiggly fats. And she's like, this is how much I've lost of this, this, this. And I'm like, if she can do it, I can do it. Right. Yeah. So then I went to the library. Um, Cause that's where we got our information back then. And I just started, you know, I checked out her book and I checked out some other books. And um, that's when I tried to start educating myself on how to lose weight. Um, and that's what I did. And so it took about a year and I lost a hundred pounds um, through just learning how to eat right and um, exercising. Although, you know, we, we know it's an 80, 20 balance. Like you can't exercise off a bad diet. Um, so I just got into a really healthy mindset and I was able to maintain that for nine years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first time. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. that's a significant accomplishment. hundred pounds. It's like, it's like, like, I think of like my, my 14, well, they're probably over hundred pounds, but uh, they're pretty, I mean, that, that's a lot. That's a, it's a small human being, right? You carry around or your dog, right? You got a large dog. It's like carrying that around. Or I think of, um, you know, uh, a milk jug is eight pounds. So it's like yeah. you run around carrying like 12 of those, right? That's, yeah. that's significant. Yeah. And uh, so you, you lost it. Uh, you kept it off for nine pounds. What, what happened to where that happened again? Uh, so we were in Germany um, and anyone that's ever lived in Europe and, and really embraced that lifestyle. It's a completely different lifestyle than here. Yeah, beer and sausage. <laughs> beer and sausage. But uh, first thing I thought of. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, but they so they shop frequently fresh foods. Right. They shop very frequently. They don't go shopping for two weeks at a time. They don't fill their pantries. Now. Let's take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. Of course, you can say, well, I know this person. Okay, look, overall, the the mentality over there is to eat fresh. You don't uh, fill your cabinets with processed foods. Um, even the restaurants and the, and the places that you would eat would make the food fresh, right? And so um, it was just easy to maintain a healthy lifestyle. You know, we got off work. We went out for walks. We, you know, we, they overall overarchingly have this very healthy mindset. You go to the parks on the weekends and it's filled with the whole family. It's not just a mom out with her kids and, and sitting there on their phone. I mean, the whole family's there and they're all, you know, taking part in these physical activities. So then we came here to Waynesville, Missouri, Fort Leonard Wood, and I'd never lived anywhere this small, this rural, um, rural, 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 and I, I was just like in reverse culture shock, I think, you know, and I'm like, yeah. I've never lived anywhere like this. Um, here we are an interracial family. Um, and 
what is this going to look like? And as soon as we got here, people were like, don't go out the back gate, you know, don't go here, don't go there. And it was just like, oh my God, like what's going to happen? You know, where, where are we? Um, and I missed my family, my family, I say family, my friends in Germany that were like family. I missed my everything. I, I missed everything about it. And, and I just kind of sunk into a depression and was like, I hate this place. And I just slowly, without even realizing it, got one by one, just all these negative, um, really bad habits just sunk back in. I started eating fast food um, because it's so, it's everywhere here, you know, and it's so available all the time. Um, All the processed foods, everything. And it was just like little by little. And I just kind of lost myself, you know, It, it was really tough. It was a tough transition. That's the only time that I can say that I had a tough, a tough transition um, as a military spouse was moving from there to here. Um, and it, it was just, I don't know, it was just really tough. And one day I woke up and I'm like, oh my God, what happened to me? You know, here I am. I worked really hard because, you know, they say five years is that that magic number. Usually if people that lose a significant amount of weight can keep it off for five years, you're usually in the clear, man. Cause it's usually that first five years when people fail and they go back to their old habits. And I, I was like, shit, it's been nine years. I'm good. I'm not ever going back there. Oh, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. So wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, so, so yeah, I, I mean, what I hear is like, I'm just sick and tired of feeling this way. I'm going to make a change. I'm, I can't live this way anymore. I'm, yeah. I'm taking my life back and you got back, get back at, at it again. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I had a, uh, we were out floating and um, we came back and I was like, oh man, my stomach hurts. I feel like I got like really bad gas. I just feel like shit. And uh, turns out I was having um, an append, my appendix had ruptured. And so I went to the emergency room and had to have emergency surgery. And my surgeon that did the surgery um, was actually a bariatric surgeon also. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we skipped over a little part back in 2012 I, w- I had a doctor and she said, you know, you're really trying to lose this weight. Uh, why don't you try getting the lap band, which is, and I was really scared of surgery. I didn't want a major surgery. And she goes, the lap band is very not, you know, it's, it's the, the least uh, risky of all the weight loss surgeries. And this could help you get back on track. And so that's what I did. I was like, oh yeah, sure. Let me try this. You know, I did a little bit of research, not a lot. Um, so I went in 2012 and had lap band surgery and you know, it just, it did not, it was a combination of the surgery and my mindset that wasn't ready for it because, in, you know, the way the doctor said, made it sound, it was like, oh, this is a magic pill. This is going to help you not consume as much food. But I really wasn't mentally ready to to make all the changes necessary. And so I lost maybe 30 pounds, but then it like shifted and I started having some complications and I was like, well, this didn't work, you know? So now here I am with this device in me. And, um, you know, I'm like, I felt like a failure again, you know, because once you lose hundred pounds, you're like, I can do this again. I got this. No. So you, when you, I wish I would have realized it's not all about willpower. So it's not that I'd lacked the willpower. There's a lot of other factors in there. Um, but so in 2015, when I had the appendectomy, uh, the surgeon goes, I see you've got a lap band. So how's that working out for you? Well, it's not, <laughs> but it's, yeah. you know, it's up here. He goes, well, when you're ready, why don't you come see me? We'll take it out and we'll talk. But I had to get right in my, in my mind, you know, yeah. I jump into it. I needed to really just sit back and reassess and, and, 
and do a lot of work on myself before I committed to um, weight loss surgery, right? Like weight, I mean, that's a big, big thing and it's Mm -hmm. not a magic pill and it's a lot of fucking work, man. It's so hard. And so in 2018, um, well, 2017, I went back and saw him and I'm like, okay, I think I'm ready. Uh, And he said, okay, well, let's do this. And so in 2018, I had the lap band removed and I had gastric sleeve surgery um, and I was just committed. I was all in. I basically, when I jump in, I kind of get obsessive about something and, and I've really just done all the research, done the work on myself, really focused on changing my mindset to get ready to, um, this was it. Like this was my Hail Mary. I've got to do this. And so I listened to the doctors and I went to the nutritionists and I, um, went to the, the therapists and, and I did what I needed to do in order to be successful. And I put in the hard work. because it was really hard fucking work. Um, and it still is. I mean, it's, it's never not going to be, um, but at least I know that now. And so, yeah, I put in the hard work and, um, did it again. And, and, but this time I feel like I did it by setting myself up with, um, setting myself up for success with my actions, um, getting involved in fitness, mm-hmm. getting involved in a fitness community, surrounding myself with like-minded people who are also into fitness versus, um, you know, I still hang. I, I don't want to say this in a negative way. Cause I don't want anyone to think that I feel like they made me do anything, but you are a part of the people you're around. And so if you're around people that have a different mindset, maybe a more unhealthy mindset, it's going to make it easier for you to make bad choices. Yeah. You're the average of the people you spend the most time with. So, you know, if your friends are smoking and drinking, you're probably spending time smoking and drinking. If you're, you know, in the community of getting after it and running community, and that's ultimately how, how we met. It was through, I don't know the old Angie, the, the, I, I have a hard time like visualizing old Angie because I have only known you as do hard things, get after it, full, full of life, Angie, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, that, and that's how we ultimately met. I'm trying to think of like, when was the first time I met you? Maybe through an RWB event or some other kind of running event of some kind, somewhere yeah. in the fitness realm. Yeah. And I, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head because as I've worked with people, it, the fitness starts with mindset. Yeah. It's all in the mindset and it's having discipline and it's the cards are stacked against us in the, in the, everything is so easy. I mean, there's sugar in everything and drive throughs are abundant and it is so incredibly difficult to, uh, to make the right healthy choices that you need accountability and you need to have some sense of discipline and you got to get the mind right to stay on that path because it's hard. Yes. And I can tell you when I first lost weight, I only did it for superficial reasons. I did it because I wanted to change the way I looked. That was it. That's all I cared about. I didn't care about, I mean, yeah, I I exercised, right? I would push out two miles at most because that's what I saw the army guys doing. You know, that's what Rudy did. You know, all my army friends, they were doing two. Okay. So I would push out, I would force myself to do two miles and I would Mm -hmm. go to the gym, but only I, I wasn't, um, I wasn't uh, informing myself. I wasn't becoming educated on building muscle, how it affects you. Um, You know, all those things are so important. All I cared about was being skinny, looking like what I, what society showed me I needed to look like to feel good inside um, and to be accepted by everybody. Right. That was, that was my pure motivation. And that is not the right motivation. 
I can tell you that right now. Um, now the second time, the second go around when I committed to it, I did it to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Being a smaller version of myself was just a very good byproduct, but it's not about, it's not about, I don't care. I care what size I am as far as health wise. Right. But it's not about, I need to look this way. This is just what happens when you put in the work, eat right, exercise, you know, and on that same token, um, you can still be a larger version of a, a of what society says and still be healthy because you look at power lifters. You look at, you know, people that lift really strong weights. You know, they're not nec- they're not unhealthy. You know, look at them. They're just they're a larger version of what we think society, you know, what we think healthy people should look like. Yeah. Um, so I really that's just something that you know, that weighs on my mind a lot when I see and hear people talk about, because I know I was one of them. I, I'll never forget this. We were in Germany and I met this girl, Sarah, and she played water polo in college. She was short, stocky little girl, just as thick as a brick house. I mean, she was looked powerful in my mind, right? In my society worked mind. I was like, oh, wow. She told me she ran a marathon. I was like, what? You ran a marathon? How could you do that? And I remember like saying these words to her and she's like, well, I trained for it. I'm like, no fucking way. <laughs> I mean, and I was in awe of her. Like I would tell her all the time, dude, you're awesome. I just can't believe you ran a marathon, but it wasn't, I couldn't believe she ran a marathon. It's I couldn't believe she didn't look like the stereotypical super skinny lean runner and was able to, her body was able to do that. Cause I didn't know. Right. And so I'm kind of like, I really am just, shifting my mindset toward really wanting to change society's perception of what an athlete should look like and what people look like. Kind of going back to what we're talking about is like, you know, uh, unhealthy food is everywhere. Like marketing is a way to influence our buying decisions and marketing has in an effort to sell a variety of different products, you know, it's it's same with social media. Everyone putting their best foot forward. Well, marketing and companies are trying to put their best foot forward, and so it it's so powerful. It's ingrained these images of what we're all supposed to be like, uh-huh. and that's why we have like this. It's it's such a weird thing that we. I mean, I find myself in front of the mirror sometimes. I was like, oh, I got tucked in. Like, yeah, you know, it's it's so powerful um, because of what we believe we're supposed to be, and we all have this feeling that we're we might be falling a little bit short because of that. And it's so incredibly powerful and destructive. It is. And so many people are struggling with that uh, mentally. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, I'm telling you, if, if we can, if we can slowly change people's perception of what a healthy fit person looks like, right. Yeah. What they can look like. I think that that will help more people commit and, and understand and realize that it's attainable. It's there. Just, you, you just have to do the work up here. And and you have to block out, you know, think about how many people spend, how much time people spend on social media and or watching TV. And and you're constantly, you know, you see all companies are slowly, very slowly getting better about putting um, a a different looking athlete in their um, advertising. But for the most part, what do you see? Yeah, I'm starting to notice. I'm starting to notice. um, yeah, they're, they're starting to make that that shift. And when they, they do, it stands out. It, it's been standing out. I think it's why companies are probably maybe starting to do more of that because it's like, oh, you know, we're having a different, 
we're standing out a little bit, but all in an effort to sell product, right? <laughs> so, but I think you're absolutely right. It goes to education, being more than just surface level, superficial, mm-hmm. doing it for the right reason, doing it because you want to be healthy. If you do it for that deeper reason of just wanting to be healthy, well, yeah. you're going to change and you're going to, you know, yeah. that, that should be the second and third order effect. If you go at it with, hey, I'm, I'm educating myself on what these things yeah. do for me. Yeah. And you start changing the the, the lifestyle. Um, you're gonna. It's gonna be more beneficial for you and more effective. Yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. Yeah. So, what advice if someone was listening to this and they're like, you know, just feeling like, I know I need to get healthy. I know I have a whole bunch of bad habits. You know, I have a certain, I you know, I have a certain image, but I know that I'm on the wrong track with my health and wellness. And what what advice would you give them to get started? Um, I, I would say you've got to start with your brain. You've got to start with your mental health first. Um, and, and while working on your mental health, you, you need to educate yourself on the steps that you can take and, and you don't have to, I would say baby steps, right? So, um, baby steps, start with your nutrition, get a, go to a good nutritionist, find someone, don't, don't go to some, um, someone that's going to just push pills or surgery. Yeah, I had surgery. Right. But don't, don't go somewhere where they're just going to push these aids, right. Go somewhere where they're going to try to educate you on the right things to do first. Right. And, and then, then, um, get your mind wrapped around it. Decide you're going to do the hard work. Cause it's going to be hard work. It's going to be so hard. Um, talk to your friends, talk to your family, see who's going to be there to support you. I'm super lucky. My friends that I had before surgery are still my friends after surgery. And they, when I was going through the process, they didn't call me and ask me to go out to the bar. They didn't call, even though we used to go to trivia night once a week, bingo night once a week. I mean, we were out there at Hopper's drinking twice a week, eating Hopper's food, but it's bad. I love you Hopper's, but um, you know, be prepared to make a complete and total lifestyle shift at least while you get your head right. Yeah. You, you've got to do that. Right. And then look into what fitness activities are you going to do to help with the nutrition, to help change yourself from the inside out. Um, and you just got to block out the noise and you just got to focus and, and, and really dig deep and get it done. Cause it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, because when you go when you go on a diet, you know, and you get around your friends, and they're like, "There's a big cake there, or something like that." They start making fun of you a little bit, you know, and it, it's always there's a lot of things that are going to be stacked against you that are going to make you, if you're not strong enough, that willpower isn't strong enough, you're going to capitulate and eat the bite of cake, right? And then and yeah. do all of those things. Well, uh, I mean, part of that, I, I'm so I don't mean to cut you off, but part of that is when you're doing your nutrition, you really need to start out fine now find an app that you can track everything you're putting in your mouth. Don't get so hung up on the numbers as far as, Oh my God, I went over by 20 calories. That's not going to make a difference guys. It's not, but you need to be aware of the things that you're, that you're putting in your body and how they're affecting it. You know um, I, I remember the first time I told Rudy how many calories were in a Cinnabon. He was like, I I can't, I'm I'm done. I'm never going to eat one again. (laughs) You know, but he didn't realize. So You, you need to take action to understand what you're putting in your mouth, how it's affecting you and what, what you can do to change that and to replace that um, without feeling deprived. 
if that makes sense. That's that's the key because there's a lot that you see a lot of health and wellness stories where people have a big shift where they they jumped in off the couch doing an Ironman or they jumped in right into P90X, you know. So it's mm-hmm. it's an extreme. Mm-hmm. And all those, although there are those situations, I don't. I'm kind of in your camp as I start slow and work your way into it. Because yeah. what's going to happen is you jump in, you get burned out, <clears throat> you get injured, uh, and then and then you go right back to your your old ways. Yeah. But I think if you take incremental baby steps, yes. like uh, and you start making it a part of your daily lifestyle, it's just easier. It's just it's easier to sustain for the long haul. And if you stick with it long enough, you're going to see results. Well, and you got to understand, you're going to have to try a hundred million different things, right? Yes. So you can't get discouraged women, right? This is usually what I say to women, um, just because we don't go generally, you don't go to a store, pick out a bra off the, off the shelf, put it on and wear it. Like you try on a hundred different bras to see what's the right fit. You take the time, you take the time to try on different jeans, you know, to see what fits. It's the same thing with health and nutrition. You have to try different things. You have to try go at it at different ways. And if you, if this nutritionist is only set in one way of doing things, then maybe it's, you got to try somebody else, right? You got to be open-minded and willing to try what works for you. But when you find what works for you, it's going to click. It's just like exercise. You know, people hate running. I hated running until I did it for a purpose. And then I did it enough. And I'm like, Oh my God, I love it. Like, I love it. Um, I've been to so many different types of group fitness classes that I just, I'm like, this sucks. I don't ever want to come back. Working out should not be torture. Working out should be one of the best part of your days. It should be a release. It should make you feel so good that you look forward to doing it. Working out shouldn't be, Oh my God, I got to go to the gym today. Oh my God, I got to go work out. This sucks. It should never be that way. And if it is, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. You need to find something that works for you. Yeah. If it feels like a chore, like sometimes you need that discipline of, of, of doing it. But as a running coach, you know, what I, what I tell my newer runners, even if you're brand new and you haven't, let's find something to train for. So you have something to look forward to because there are some days that you're going to have to do the work and show up, but it shouldn't, every routine should not feel like it's absolute work and you shouldn't be like begrudging it every single time. Right. So we do need to dabble and find some things like what are some activities that you enjoy? I mean, how did you, that's how you fell into roller derby, which is such a niche thing. Right. And I'm going to, I'm going to probably, I'm going to say this wrong. You, when I first met you, you were instructing with the the drumming. Yeah. Pound. Pound. Yes. Which I thought was super cool. Cause it's like, it's an exercise routine and class based on drumming, right? Which yes. is super cool. Full body workout. If you have yeah. a pound class near you, you should, I tell everybody you should try it. I fell in love with it. I became an instructor before I could even get through a whole class. Like that's yeah. how much I loved it. And I would still be doing it, but unfortunately I can't right now. I've got a bone spur in my, in my thumb joint, some arthritis going on. So I can't do it right now, um, but I still love it. I love pound. Love yeah, it. So it's ultimately just dabbling with things and finding something that you enjoy. Just keep trying different outdoor activities until you, you can find something that keeps you active. Right. And, and dabble because that's how you ran into those things because those yeah. are, those aren't mainstream activities. No, no, no. And while you're there, talk to some people, you know, make some friends and then you guys can keep each other accountable. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All about the accountability. The the tribe that you roll with is incredibly, incredibly important. So I think that's uh, that's significant. And a lot of people are like, 
I don't want to go to the gym. I, they're going to be looking at me. And there's always that hesitation. I don't want to go to that run group. I'm going to be so slow. Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, by and large, for most, most people in the health and wellness space, they embrace other people. That's what I found. Yeah, you're going to find some. There's just 10% of people. Are there's, assholes. Are gonna be, there's assholes everywhere. Yeah. For the most but, part, most people want to see you succeed. And they, they, they want to be around other like-minded people and they want to see you succeed and cheer you on. And they, they want selfishly, you know, I want other runners to be there so like we can suffer together. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll share that with everyone. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, no, well, I appreciate, uh, appreciate you being here and we're going to get to know more Angie uh, in, in, uh, in future podcasts, but we're, we're right about a half hour. I know we both got to bounce out and, uh, and, and get on with our Mondays, but uh, I want to transition now to our weekly wake up winner. So give me just a second here. Let me share my screen here. And um, I love this. I love this. My favorite part. So, all right. So this week's winner is uh you see my screen? This is this is Katie Tomlin, and uh, you see a photo with uh, with Angie and Katie. I have been working with Katie and her in her running goals. She recently she was referred by a good friend, and uh, we've been working together since she's uh, been here at Fort Leonard Wood. And she just recently crushed the uh, the Chicago Marathon. She ran three hours and twenty one minutes. Three hours and twenty one minutes. Just this is her first marathon. She's a five k runner. Super excited to work with her because she's a pretty fast athlete. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm excited to see, you know, where she can take this. Now yeah. she's probably gonna she's gonna she's gonna yell at me when I say this, but the night that this is funny, the the night before that she went, she traveled to Chicago. She calls me. She's like, Jay, I left my running shoes and my duffel bag mm-hmm. um, at the house. We're like, okay. And she's like, kind of freaking out a little bit. Like, okay, we got this, right? Let's let's. And we, we re-tempered some expectations. And I'll be honest, I, I kind of temper her expectations. Let's just go. Let's just have fun. She's dealing with another injury. I'm like, this, this is your first marathon. I just want you to enjoy it. Yeah. Now, she went out the gate and just destroyed this thing and, and got a Boston qualifying uh, finish time. So completely exceeded <laughs> expectations. Uh, and I just – Katie's just an awesome person. And aside from just this run, like, she's a gritty person. She did Llama with, uh, with your team. Yeah. And, um, and and just a selfish. Go ahead. No, she crushed it. She crushed yeah. it. You were just talking about she crushed those hills. Like she was just like, oh, and she was just she was like at one point, she's like, I shouldn't have had all those fries. But she was, <laughs> she was like, oh, my God, she was she's awesome. Yeah. So she's she's a she's a wonderful mom. She's a, a devoted wife. Uh, she married to someone who's uh, in the military. And uh, does a lot of work in the in the in the community. Does some very tough work in in, in, in that space. Just just an overall selfless, uh, caring person, and mm-hmm. just gritty and embodies what it is to uh, to, to be part of the, the Do Hard Things Nation. Being very gritty, and uh, so this week's winner, we're going to send you a shirt. So thanks, Katie, for uh, for all you do, and uh, just demonstrate, just being a role model, just being a kick ass person. So, yep. so yeah, Katie, you so, rock. Katie Rock. All right. Keep yeah. it up. So I'm yeah. excited to see what her future uh, endeavors uh, in running uh, and, and other things that she's working on holds out Heck for her. Yeah. So. Heck yeah. All right. Well, Angie, thanks for being on this morning. What else uh, we want to hit before we call today? Hey, don't forget to do something that makes you smile today. Yeah. What, what are some examples? What are, what, are you, what are you going to do to make someone smile today? I'm going to work, man. I love my job. You have an awesome job. I do. I do. Yeah. I'm, I'm a photographer for the army. I'm a civilian photographer. Um, but even, even when I was at another job that maybe I didn't like so much, 
will remain uh, uns unsaid. You always got to find something that makes you smile. And um, I remember going in sometimes and I would play, I would try to find a fun song to play for my team as we first got there, you know, just a lighthearted, um, just a, a good song. And it just made us all smile and it, and it made the suck less, right? So whatever it is, no matter how small it is, find something to do that makes you smile and that will help you get through your day. Even if you're smiling, you don't even have to smile outside. I mean, it helps because I like seeing people smile. Well, sometimes you got to do things you don't necessarily want to do. Mondays can definitely be tough, but it, it's amazing how simple things go. Go into things with intention. How can you bring joy to someone else? And it's amazing how music can change your mood. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, simple things. Well, for everyone out there, uh, keep doing hard things. Crush this Monday in the palm of your hand. Angie, it was great to get to know you a little bit and I look forward to future episodes with you. And uh, yeah, that's uh, for everyone out there. Keep doing hard things. We'll see you guys. We'll see you guys next episode. All right. We'll see you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. If you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe. So you're notified of future episodes. I would also love to know what is your takeaway? What, what insight did you get from today's episode? You can screenshot this, send it to me on social, post it on social tag me and when you share like that someone else someone else out there may need to hear this message today only 10 percent of people are engaged in personal growth and development and uh, there could be a nugget here that could put someone in a positive trajectory so feel free to share that tag me in it send me a direct message send me an email let me know what your thoughts are and you can you can connect with me on all social media you can send me an email at j at jtx.com Take a moment, leave a review on iTunes. No matter if you're listening to Spotify or any other platform, like iTunes, I guess, is the gold standard for, uh, for reviews, and it really goes a long way for uh, the algorithm, for people searching for personal growth and development, and it helps us go a long way. means a lot to me that you took a couple minutes to do them. I, I you know, read through all of them, and you know, it, it just feels good knowing that, uh, that this show is impactful. So if you gain any value, just ask that you, uh, that you do that. Uh, if you want to level up, you want to take the next step in your personal growth and development. You can go to jtigs.com, J-A-Y-T-I-E-G-S.com. We've got a variety of options. we got one-on-one -on -one coaching, high-performance coaching through the High Performance Institute, certified high-performance coach. We've got a few different curriculums that I take people through. I also do group coaching. If you have an organization that needs a speaker or you want a live workshop, I can come in and deliver some training to you and your organization. We also have the exclusive Forge Mastermind Group. That is a, an elite community of like-minded people that are growing together. And uh, we have a weekly call there. And uh, we're going to be rolling out new content for that. And then also we got apparel. So, the uh, you know, we've got to go to dohardthingsapparel.com. Get your Do Hard Things shirt. Show the world that you do hard things. we got hoodies over there. we got hats. we got we got stickers. we got patches. A variety of different things. And we got a, a variety of different models uh, coming out. So, uh, go, go, you can show the world that you do hard things and you can go over there and support us that way. That'd be great. So in the meantime, thank you so much for listening. Keep doing hard things. We'll see you guys in the next episode.